פרק ב', הלכה א', I'm starting. חולי הגוף, הטועמים, טועמים המר מתוק והמתוק מה. People that are physically sick, they taste the bitter as sweet and the sweet as bitter. There's a physical sickness. ויש מן החולים, מי שמתאבב ותאב למאכלות שאינן ראויים לאכילה, קרון, העפר והפחם. And there are people among the sick which have cravings and desires for food that is unfit for human consumption. Um, by the way, like a lot of the um, supposed junk food, a lot of it really is unfit for human consumption, terrible chemicals. Um, and have a lust for things like afar and peham, for things like dirt and coal. ושונא המאכלות הטובים, and they despise the good foods, כגון הפת והבשר, like bread and meat, הכל לפי רוב החולי, all this, um, all this goes according to the severity of the sickness. כך, בני אדם שנפשותיהם חולות, מתאבים ואוהבים הדעות הרעות. In this very same way, people, those people who their souls are sick, in other words, their psyche is sick, they have want and lust, Um, and love for, for the bad dispositions and bad personality traits. And they hate the just path, the right path. And they are lazy to go in it. And this path, this path of good disposition and good behavior and good personality traits is heavy on them, is ever very heavy on them. Again, according to the severity of the individual's sickness. וכן ישעיהו אומר באנשים הללו, חוי האומרים לרע טוב ולטוב רע, שמים חושך לאור ואור לחושך, שמים מר למתוק ומתוק למר. And ישעיהו, the famous נביא, says on such people, um, Woe unto those who say on the evil that it is good, and on the good that it is evil, and they put darkness for light and light for darkness and they put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter he's talking about of course this is a parable um, for people in his days who are acting in a stupid way in terms of um, doing the precept precepts of the Torah and so on and so forth but the parable itself has um, a lot of meaning to it as we see it, has, it is definitely relevant to what we are saying here and on these people that it is it is said העוזבים אורחות יושר ללכת בדרכי חושך. Those who leave the path of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. הלכה ב' ומהי תקנת חולי הנפשות? And what is the, um, the corrective measure for the soul sick, for those that are sick in the soul? ילכו אצל החכמים. First thing Adam Bum says, in order to fix these psychological issues, these de'ot, these dispositions, these bad dispositions, go to the hachamim. Somebody who has a problem should go to the hachamim. Who are the hachamim? Shehem refu'ofe'eh ha'nefashot. Those who are um, the doctors of the souls, more, more of a psychologist in modern terminology. Go to the psychologist. So you see Harambam, he doesn't have a problem with using the external Um, means that the world has to offer in order 
to help with um, bettering our Torah and our misvot. It's not it's not against the halakha. It's completely fine. Um, and with that, I would say anybody who has a cycle has 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 some sort of issue in his disposition and disposition and wants to fix it. Seek help if you need to, and it doesn't always have to be from a rabbinical rabbinical help. It could also be a coach, a person that you, uh, somebody that, you could, that you're close to, um, and even a psychologist in, in some cases. And these are those that are they um, make better those that are sick in their dispositions and psycho psychologically sick. And these doctors of the souls, these psychologists, teach the people who need to be taught um, until they are back on the right path. And those that are conscious of their bad tendencies and their bad dispositions and do not go to the wise, to the Rafa'im, to cure them, on these people, Shalomu HaMelech, who is the smartest person to ever live, says, Wisdom and instruction, fools alone despise. Halakha Gimel. And now Rambam is giving us, according to his, how he understood the psychology of his days and his understanding of the human psychology in his days, he's giving us how um, it, to cure um, these, these, you know, bad dispositions and um, personal uh, personality trait flaws. I mean, how can they be cured, these people that need to be cured? Somebody who has a hot temperament, who is full of anger, we tell him to demean himself that if he is um, hit or cursed, he shall not feel this at all. And he shall go in this path for a long time. We teach him to go in, to te we teach him to teach himself to go in this path of not feeling anything, not feeling any um, any anything that somebody does bad to him. Okay. Um, and until the anger is cured and taken out of his heart. And somebody, another example, let's say somebody has a lot of arrogance. He should teach, him, he should teach himself to have, um, to accustom himself to a life of extreme self-abasement. And he should sit below all and dress in rags which disrespect their wearers. In other words, somebody who is, um, has, he's, in a, he's so narcissistic um, that he feels, that this is what Arab means, Geba Lev, is not only arrogance, it's narcissism. Somebody who's um, self um, involved, he's involved with himself in such a way that it's difficult for himself to let go. So Harambam says, do an, a drastic change, go to the opposite, and instead of trying to break the habit 
of arrogance and narcissism, switch it with a new habit. And that new habit, as we said, is to to be, um, to so to speak, be in complete abasement, self um, extreme self abasement. And do all this until the arrogance is taken away from your heart. And after the person has gone in the habit of that the aforementioned habit of being below all and so on, he should take himself back gradually to the middle um, uh, road, which is the correct good road. And once he has taken himself and trained himself back onto the middle road, in other words, the correct, proper, right human dispositions, he shall go in this way his whole life. And Rambam gives us the rule, his, um, so to speak, psychological um, fixing rule. This line that we mentioned, that you go from one extreme to another, that you switch your extreme with a complete other extreme, he shall do with all other Pers- um, dispositions that he wants to switch if you were on one extreme for instance like arrogance and anger as he brought go to the other extreme but as I mentioned this other extreme in itself is its own disposition and therefore we, as, I, as I mentioned previously you're switching that old disposition with a new habit obviously much easier than just getting rid of a habit. And the person should be, he should teach himself to go in this other extreme for a lengthy time, for a lengthy period of time, until he gets himself back on to the correct road, which is the road which is in the middle, which is which is this middle standard um, in each and every tendency. Halakha, hey. V'yesh de'ot she'asur lo la'adam l'inhog bahem be'benoniyut. Now, we said there were de'ot that you go, that you have to be in the middle, right? That's the um, rule for most of the de'ot. However, there are de'ot, there are dispositions which a person cannot be um, in the middle way of them. Rather, he should go completely as far as he can from the other extreme. In other words, don't be in the middle. Be as far as you can from one of the extremes. And what is that disposition? And this trait is arrogance. But I said, Goba Halev is even more than arrogance. It's an, it's an arrogance which is, um, which is bordering on narcissistic, egotistical behavior. Because humil- the, the right path in which a person should go isn't just 
being humility, hum, uh, um, humble. Rather, a person must train himself to not only be just humble, rather extremely humble, extremely low-spirited. And his spirit should be ever so low. Now, what does it mean to be ever, ever so low? Nobody's saying now to, to, you know, completely distance yourself from society and dress in, in, a, in a way which disrespects yourself permanently and so on and so forth hachamim describe a certain way in which a person should be um it's not a way which disrespects yourself Arambam explicitly says in the continuation of that a person must always dress in a respectful way but with that you have to keep some sort of humble composure and humble demeanor okay um and not just regular humility be more than that and thus it was said about Moshe Rabbeinu that he was he was very humble in his spirit it didn't say just humble it said ever very humble and and, and such said the sages that a person must be very uh very very low spirited and the sages furthermore said other they said more that anybody who hires a spirit in other words isn't dwells in arrogance he is the one who for kafar he forgot hashem he, so to speak, um, is is um, uh, you know saying that there's no Hakadosh Baruch Hu. As it says in Sefer Devarim, um, and your spirit will be lifted up, and as a and you will forget the Lord Hakadosh Baruch Hu, thy God. In other words, the Rom Lebav, the arrogance, the over uplifting of a spirit will cause you to forget Hashem by virtue of always being obsessed in yourself you will you will surely forget Hashem and his precepts it says more furthermore in the Gemara um, isolated should be he who is in a haughty spirit and even a little thereof in other words Bemet um, really, one of the most important things to make to take care of is the arrogance, and it's something which um, is at a steady um, in the United States today. Arrogance is something which is steadily growing. The arrogance and narcissism and egotistical attributes that people have, studies have shown that is at a steady growth, um, and it really is something which we must, as Yehudim learn to teach ourselves to have i'm not saying you know everybody has the, the steps they need to take in order to, to reach whatever level they can reach but this is something as we see clearly in harambam very important to take care of and so also the anger is a terrible tendency as well um and it is fit 
that one should teach himself to go completely to the other extreme away from anger to the opposite extreme of anger and he should teach himself not to be angry and even on something which is fit to be angered about and if somebody wanted needed to um engender awe in his children uh, or his household or the or public if he's a, a public leader or community leader yes and he needed to show them anger so that they will have proper respect for him as the leader um that he is so that they act in a correct manner he should show himself show from the outside in their eyes that he's angry in order to 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 engender fear in them and scare them and make sure that they do not act in this bad way of course we're not talking to do this um on a regular basis however this person's um, demeanor this person's um, emotions shouldn't be um, he should not be overwhelmed rather his disposition must remain calm within himself just like as though somebody would go on stage and show that he's angry and he while well, he in reality is not really angry so should a person do and I'm just gonna talk quickly say a little bit something more about angry anger Anger, the body, the human psyche, has two systems in it. It has the fast-thinking system and the slow-thinking system. Okay, um, there's a whole book written on it by a professor, Daniel Kahneman, very highly recommended. And again, as Arambam said, you, it's okay to look at the outer psychological world to t to help ourselves with certain with psychology. Um, and these these systems, the anger. The, the fast system and the slow system, the fast system is the emotional immediate response. The slow system is the rational um, response, which involves thinking, which involves thought. And when somebody dwells in anger, what he is doing is he's turning off his rational, slow thinking, and he's switching it with emotional fast thinking. Now, emotional fast thinking is inevitable. But a person who's always angry and dwells in this anger, he's by virtue of dwelling in the anger, he's turning off his slow thinking, his rational thinking. And as a Jewish person, um, Harambam says in Shemona um, Perakim that the, a, a virtuous person has the responsibility to take his rational thinking and use his rational thinking to guide all other parts of his body, including the emotional. It's not bad to be emotional, but the emotional must be anchored through the rational. The sages had said that anybody who is angry, it is as though he is worshiping idolatry. And furthermore, they said, and furthermore they said that anybody that is angry if he is smart 
If he's a man of wisdom, his wisdom leaves him. And if he is a Navi, if he is a prophet, his prophecy will go away from him. Those who have anger, their life is not a life. And the reason their life is not a life is because, as I said, they're, um, they're engulfed in their emotions. And they cannot wake up and see the life, their own life, through this rational thought. Rather, they see life through an emotional response. And this also, um, well, fine, I will, I will not get into this. And because of this, Hachamim um, um, uh, said that we that people should go far away from the anger. And so a person, till a person should really train himself not to mind even the things which do cause irritations. And are really angering things. And this path, the path of being far from anger, is the good path and is the path of the righteous. And and the path of the righteous is to take insults and not give insults. It's to hear themselves flouted, but make no reply. They do their duty as a work of love to Hakalosh Paruchu, and bear affliction cheerfully. They don't. The anger, the, the, the you know, somebody says something bad. It doesn't bother them. Bother them, and that is one of the way. Really, um, the best, most optimal way, obviously, to deal with anger and arrogance. Obviously, not everybody could could has that ability, but everybody should strive to be there. Osin. Um, and on these type of righteous men, it says in the Torah, it says in Sefer Shofetim, um, by may those that love him be as the rising of the sun in the might. Another very good trait, important trait, which one should train himself in? Harambam is not saying to be in the extreme, like the like anger and arrogance, that you should be in the, uh, the other side of the extreme. In other words, to never be angry and to always be humble, very humble. Rather, it's something which a person should do as much as possible. And rather, people should not speak unless they have to say something smart, wisdomful. Or something, or for something that they need for their physical being, for their physical body. Amiru al Rab, it was said about Rab, Talmid Rabbeinu Hakadosh, the pupil of Rabbeinu Hakadosh, who was the writer, uh, the editor of the Mishnah, the editor in chief of the Mishnah, that he did not um, say um, words of emptiness his whole life. Vizohi mm. Sihat. And this is the um, speech of the majority of people. And even for his own, uh, for for somebody's own needs, for own physical needs, don't now start speaking a ton. I need this. I need that. Speak exactly about what you need. You should focus your speech. And speech is something um, 
which defines us from the animals. What makes Adam, Harishon Adam, is the fact that he was a ruach memalela, that he had was a speaking spirit, that he had this ability to speak. That's what defines us from animals. We have the ability to say I to a you, and somebody else has the ability to say you to an I. And if we um, misuse this gift that was given to us by Kadosh Baruch Hu, then we're in a sense, um, uh, so to speak, ruining our, I wouldn't say ruining, we're misusing the Salam al that Kadosh Baruch Hu in, um, gave to us. And on this Hachamim said, anybody that overspeaks brings upon himself sin, and it, the, the sages also said, Lo shitika, I have not found for the body good, um, but si ra uh, better than silence. Now, we said that it's okay to say things of wisdom with your mouth, to use the words, um, to use, to speak for wisdom. But even for Torah and wisdom, and yes, even for Divrei Torah and, and, and wisdom, the sage, the words of the sage shall be few. But rather, their content should be a lot, should be full. And this is what the sages said. Le'olam always should somebody should uh, somebody teaches pupils in a short path, and what he means is here. Even the greatest ideas could be said in a concise and specific manner, and it's not good to, to use superfluous language to explain. <clears throat> Yes. Um, second. And in fact, somebody who has wants to express an idea and he has tons of words to say about that idea and is talking and has to talk, talk and talk and talk and talk and use superfluous language on this idea and the content is little, by the way, much like um, a lot of whatever, I'm not going to get into politics. Um, Somebody who needs to speak and use superfluous language and, and tautologies to explain his uh, his points, that is sikhlut. Now sikhlut could be translated as stupidity, but the word sakhal in Hebrew, the shorish samich kaflamed, um, sounds a lot like sechel, which is brain. Okay, sechel brain is sin kafla, uh, sin kaflamed. And these two words are connected because a sachal, somebody with the samich who is stupid, he thinks that he has sechel, he thinks that he has the, the one with the sin, but rather is stupid. And on these types of people, it says, for a dream cometh through a multitude of matter, and the voice of a fool cometh with a multitude of words because the dream is the way in which most of the Nevi'im receive their Nebuot, most of the prophets receive their prophecies. 
סייג לחוכמה שתיקה. Silence is the boundary for wisdom. לפיכך, לא ימהל להשיב ולא ימהל לדבר. And therefore, somebody shouldn't be too quick to answer or too quick to speak. וילמד לתלמידים בשובה ונחת. And should teach his pupils in forbearance and calmness. בלא סעקה, without screaming, בלא אריכות לשון, and without, um, you know, long, uh, superfluous language. הוא ששלמה אומר דברי חכמים בנחת נשמעים. And this is what שלמה המלך says, the words of the wise men spoken quietly are heard. Um, in this part of Kohelet, there was a mashal that described a city, and the city was besieged by a terrible king, and all the people in the city were screaming in, in chaos, and the Hacham quietly, and, and the leaders were screaming one at another, nobody could formulate proper, um, uh, proper ideas in how to get out of the siege, and the Hacham quietly, Benahat, okay, said his, said his um, message, and little by little the message sunk in, and eventually they were able, far after the Hacham um, maybe was gone, they were able to deal with their issues. Yod Aleph. It is forbidden for a man to demean himself by using language of flattery and of, of flatter and allurement. A person should not be one thing in his mouth and one thing in his heart. In other words, I think something, but I'm telling you the opposite of what I think. Rather, his inside should be like his outside. His speech should be aligned. With his heart and his thought. And the, the thing that's in the heart should be the same thing that's in his mouth. And it is asur, it is forbidden to steal the knowledge of man. And even a goy, even some even somebody who is non-Jewish. And what he means is to steal is you're lying to somebody, you are stealing, you're so to speak, robbing his perspective. From the correct perspective that it should be and very important to that what he says here about the goy there's a misconception um in modern israel i've heard this misconception many times that it is okay to cheat a goy it is not okay to cheat a goy and it causes um going to hate us and it causes us to look like not good in the eyes of hashem and in the eyes of people how um should a person not um uh use his mouth um, for allurement and flattery. You should not sell the goy to a goy um, meat of a nebela, of an animal that was that died without shechita, without being properly kosherly slaughtered, within kosher meat. And not a shoe of a dead animal with a shoe of an animal that was that was properly slaughtered. And these even, in other words, for a Jew, it's okay, maybe it would be obvious. But even for a goy, goyim, they have value for these things. So maybe we don't know what the value is, but we cannot cheat them off in this way. And somebody shouldn't insist on his friend to come eat by him, you know, to show that he's a good friend, when he knows, in fact, that the friend cannot come because simply cannot come because he maybe has another uh, previous engagement. And by this, you're causing him to think, oh, wow, look how he likes me. But, but it's simply, you're, you're flattering. 
you're it's uh you're using improper uh, conduct. Um, you're much stealing the mind of people. Um, and and you're you know um, burdening him with offerings, which you know he won't accept. And you know that he's not going to accept these offerings. And now you have a friend comes over. And you say, oh come, I'm going to open. You have and you have to open. You have barrels of wine that you know you need to open in order to sell. But your friend comes over and you use the um, and you use the opportunity to show what a good friend you are. And you say, oh come, I'm opening the barrels for you while meanwhile you're simply opening the barrels to sell them but you just want to show wow what a good part what a good fellow i am to um uh to um uh honor it to deceive him that for him you open these barrels and so all uh, all these as uh any anything just like like the aforementioned examples even a single word of um of uh you know of stealing the mind and allurement is forbidden but rather a man must be true in his lip steady fast a steadfast spirit pure heart and free from all um travail and clamor now Another important um, aspect of the psyche is happiness versus depression and sadness. And Haramban tells us, don't be overly happy. You know, always in joking, don't be overly sad. But rather, calm, um, calmly happy. I mean, I'm giving it that way, calmly happy. You're not overly happy, you're not always in a joking manner. You're calm, you're calm, you feel good with yourself. And such as have said the scholars, um, laughter and lightheadedness, um, uh, they cause they cause the person they regular cause the person to be regular in sexual obscenities. Really, they, they said that you should not be overly um, quick to jump on happiness. And not over, not um, always sad and mital echa, you know, avilut. But rather, you should um, uh, receive everybody with a nice demeanor. And also, somebody shouldn't be. Um, Overambitious, nivhalahon for money. Overambitious for money in the sense um, that his soul is, is is simply rushing for the money. And also not lazy and not having and not working. It's important to work. You see clearly, a person must have a job. even and especially a tamid tova. But rather, he shall be um tova. He should have. He should work. He should work well. He should work to, to give himself enough money to live well and nicely. Not too much work. Yes, not always, you know, working from 3 in the morning to 12 at night. And give yourself time to study. And of course, this is also um, dependent on the time and place in which a person lives. Um, nowadays, unfortunately, um, really people, fortunately or unfortunately, people have to work way more in terms of hours and quantity of time than 400 years ago. 
and definitely 800 years ago when the Mishnah Torah was written. And nevertheless, it is important for a person to be able to balance his work life with his Torah life. And that little Torah, no, I'm sorry, and that little wealth, which is yours, you should be happy with it. And a person shouldn't be um, always in a fighting, uh, in, in, a, in a fighting disposition. And he shouldn't have a demeanor of, um, you know, always, um, always, um, uh, you know, wanting what others, envious and, you know, wanting what others have. Um and he also shouldn't be overly lustful and temp and tempted and not always running after um uh, people to respect him and you know great great respects and such and such have said this the sages envy and um ta'ava and uh, and um, uh, lust and respect and vaingloriousness remove the man from the world from i think the world to come could be properly most likely the world to come and as a general rule of the matter a person should follow the tendency of the middle as we've said many many times in in these in the past shi'ur of each and every disposition Okay, um, until his all his person habitual traits are properly um, trained, properly tuned to be in the middle. And this is as Shilomo has said, um, uh, I think there's a the full pasuk is, um. Uh, um, balance well the track of your foot, and let the and there and as a result, um, your ways will be firmly right. Baruch Adonai Amen. Hashem, more tomorrow, and we'll be a little bit shorter tomorrow. Bezrat Hashem.